0: Future yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback, Mason
1: Rudolph.
0: And everybody in Pennsylvania just be off. There. <laughs> yes, Rudolph. Nice. Everybody just you know what?
1: podcast before it even started.
0: I think the biggest thing, though, to take away is we wondered when they went out on a limb and picked up Haskins, was he going to get a chance? And I, Mason Rudolph sure wasn't not. terrible, but he obviously wasn't great. This tells me Dwayne Haskins is over
1: yeah he's dead he's gonna be in the xfl you gotta remember xfl's coming back next year right yeah with
0: the the rock owns it now right yeah
1: so i think there's gonna be a lot of guys that we're gonna see get chances out there and i can't wait for like you know because pj walker that's how he got a chance and now his chance went down the drain with the return of cam newton but welcome everybody to another episode of the of the fantasy football happy hour podcast i just realized like i'm on here and i'm really it says week 10 preview on there and it's week 11. so You know what I mean? It is what it is. At least you got
0: double digits.
1: You know, that's how this has really been going. This has been a stressful, insane week for me. Um, I wasn't on the show last week. As most of you know, I was in L.A. last week for American Film Institute's Film Festival, um, which was a blast. Um, But today we are going to go ahead and look ahead at week 11 Uh, Matthew Fox is going to break down his favorite matchups of the week. I'm going to give you my favorite bets of the week. Fox is going to go over his starts and sits, and I'm going to give you some plays that I like and don't like in the world of DFS. And then, of course, towards the end of the show, we're going to break down our favorite segment, which all of our segments are our favorite segments. But we're going to break down some of the movies that we've watched recently and give you some movie recommendations on the back half. But as always, I am joined by my partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you and how is now I know we haven't talked in like two weeks on the air, so I know for sure your house is complete, right? Yeah, that's, it's going to be an even more fun because
0: they're having some kind of a hay bale party at your work in the background, but uh, they're putting stairs in at mine. So if you hear me quickly uh, transition to the mute, it's because something's blown up behind me. So what you're trying to tell me is, is your house is not done. <laughs> no, and you know, if you were betting over under on whether it was going to be uh, complete before we went on our Thanksgiving trip a week from today, um, I might start taking the the not
1: going to happen side of that. <laughs> oh man! So I wasn't on the show last week. I was not. I was not on the show last week. But I did uh, make sure that Mr. Fox got my my weekly picks in. Um, and I will say, I'm on a bit of a roll right now. I believe I was four, three, or four, four and one last week on the picks that I said. I will
0: say though, you know, we didn't include this. You were. Correct to be hot on the Panthers scoring a couple touchdowns and winning, but you said P.J. Walker was going to have a good game, and it was really more uh,
1: Cam's return. Well, I, I expected P.J. Walker to – it, it didn't really matter because either way, it was it was what it was. I expected the Panthers to win – or to to cover at least um, and score the couple touchdowns. But over the last two weeks, I am on a heater. Um, I am 8-2 and two in the last two weeks. Um, between some of the bets, I can't place all of the bets that I like because you can follow along over on BetStamp. It's a website where you can track the bets that I'm doing. I can't do all of the bets on there because some of them you can't find. But my record of the bets that I have placed on there, I am 41 and 22, 41 and 22. Now, if for those of you at home, we know that betting is very hard. It's, it's, it's not as easy as everybody thinks it is. And forty-one to twenty-two is pretty solid. I'm almost twenty games above the old five hundred threshold. But for me, I'm 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 feeling confident right now. Like I'm feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I and it feels good. So you don't know
0: that I booked uh, William H Macy for next week's show.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be right off the heater, right on top. But the thing about it is, is I feel like I've I've I found a niche to try to 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 find some of the places where I don't think people are betting a lot and trying to find the better odds. Now, like this week, I'll kind of go in depth a little bit about it. But if you you can buy a point or two here and there to really go like like today, like just for example, there's a line of the Colts or whatever. If you buy a point, yeah, the odds go a little bit further out, but the, the payoff is still worthy enough for you to drop some coin on to make some money. You know what I mean? But um, I've really enjoyed the heater. I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as that football game last night. I'm glad I missed it. I'll be honest with you. Um, the Falcons apparently aren't good at football, which is really surprising considering just a mere two weeks ago, they were the sixth seed or seventh seed in the NFC playoffs. And if that tells you anything about the NFC or the playoffs in general, the fact that we do have seven playoff teams now does expand the horizon. But it's everybody in that in that range is there's not a lot of teams that aren't playoff eligible in the NFC right now I believe. So I'm looking at the playoff things right now. That 7 seed is currently owned by the Carolina Panthers at 5 and 5. Technically, every team there's 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 every team all what is it I think there's 16 teams is it 16 teams? Yeah, 16 teams in the conference. The only team technically really on the outside looking in is Detroit Every other team is three and six and better, which really technically it's only like two games back of the playoffs, which it may sound like it's not that much of a it's really not. Like, and then of course in the AFC side of things, you have 4 – two, three, three. Twelve four, teams eight, out of sixteen that are over five hundred. Yeah, exactly. And then on four, top of five hundred
0: or better anyway. Yeah,
1: and you have One, two, three, four, five, six, six teams vying for, seven teams vying for those last two spots right now because with New England's winning yesterday, which New England still isn't guaranteed a playoff spot because they're still only seven and four. There's so many teams there lined up that any given team outside of the Denver Broncos could really make the playoffs. So, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said that a lot again. Well, then. New England's
0: next four games, they have no. Tennessee, which yep. you know, I know they we have consistently been surprised, but they they seem to be the only AFC team that brings the big balls to matchups and actually delivers when they're asked. But the the thing that's been interesting about the NFL to me mm-hmm. in general is we don't have any incredibly dominant team. Even the five teams we thought had separated themselves in the NFC have all come back to the pack a little bit. Cardinals had injuries, have lost some games. We've seen the Rams drop a couple of games in a row. Tom Brady has thrown a gaggle of interceptions the last two weeks. They've come back to the pack. The Dallas Cowboys got blown out by the Denver Broncos. I mean, we are not seeing anyone in either conference exactly pull away. And I think that's going to make it really exciting. There's still eight weeks of a season left. The season goes till January 9th. There's still plenty of time for all these teams that are tight-packed to make a run. Like, as good as New England looks right now seven and four of their next four games they have Tennessee, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Buffalo again. And they have they can five in
1: there. They yeah, can you go zero and
0: four, you're you're down to seven and eight. And it's yeah. like, oh now I got a scrap to get in. Or what if you go one and three? Then you're talking about seven and seven team that's down yeah. the stretch. So As good as somebody looks at one minute you could see things change in a quick hurry and the fact they're all tight packed and that we have so much parity is going to make it really exciting and really fun but also a bear to try to handicap these standings
1: yeah it's really hard right now i couldn't guarantee there's very few teams that i feel like i can guarantee a playoff spot to. Like and feel confident about it, and especially since we only have one bye right now. Obviously, Tennessee is kind of in that driver's seat because they did beat a a couple of the top teams that they have that tiebreaker over. But, I mean, if you look at a team like Buffalo, I still think Buffalo is probably the best team in the AFC. I think the biggest problem they're running into is they're not running the football. They can't run the football. Like, I I don't – and my problem with that is – Maybe
0: you don't give the ball to Matt Breida. I'm just saying. Well, that's (laughs) – I Maybe he's not the answer.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I do think, and that's the thing. Like, I don't understand the usage of Zach Moss. I feel like Zach Moss is probably their best running back. And I don't feel like they never let either him or Singletary let one of them get the flow and stay in the flow. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like they take him on and off the field too. But much. that's like almost every team now because yeah. look
0: at look at what New England's doing. I thought do- Damian Harris has looked great at times. He looked good last night. Ramondre Stevenson has looked great at times. He looked incredible last night. They're almost dead even splitting the carries. That's been my problem with Denver a little bit too. I get frustrated because Melvin Gordon's the guy they Mm -hmm. go to in the red zone because he seems to have a nose for the end zone. But he also has a propensity to put the ball on the ground. And just about the time Javante Williams is going ham on a defense and trucking people, they make a switch. And I feel like that's – for fantasy, that's tough. But it's also been interesting to watch from an NFL standpoint. Point because no one you have very few of these backs that are getting 30 touches a game yep. to dominate.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy because it's funny when I was looking at the stats, like people were comparing. Um, like who the leading rusher is right now. Obviously, Henry is now in a tie with Jonathan Taylor, but Jonathan Taylor has done it on like 80 less carries. You know what I mean? Jonathan Taylor is averaging 5.8 yards it's a carry
0: because his coach sometimes forgets he exists on their team. I'm pretty sure. And he's yeah, like, well, Oh, give me Jordan Wilkins. That's our running back, right? You're like, no, bro, it's not. Let's
1: not talk about them. But one of the one of my more Overrated coaches in all of football right now. I still feel like Frank Reich is, and I understand there's a lot of teams that are worse, and I understand they're five and five right now. And they're, they're, I'm glad and you weren't
0: back. here last week when both John and I picked Mike Vrabel as our coach of midseason coach of the year.
1: Hey, well, to be honest with you, I, I I don't hate that. You know what I mean? I think either him. I
0: mean, or... you gotta respect what they've done, anyway. Huh?
1: You have to respect what they've done. Anyway. Oh, absolutely. I, I, and the thing about it is is I feel like – but this is the thing. Like this team – like the Tennessee Titans have done this several times in the before. They were the one seed that one year, and they got their mouth tore out by Baltimore at home. Like this team is going to thrive, and, 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 and they're taking advantage of teams that are still trying to find themselves. I think Kansas City still has a chance to go to the Super Bowl, period. I don't care. They're playing a little bit strong, but I think the biggest reason why they have the opportunity to make it to the Super Bowl – not just because of their weapons, but I don't think there's a clearly dominant team in the AFC. So they have the experience in the playoffs to win football games when maybe they shouldn't be winning football games. A defense isn't good. I also don't feel like people are trying to take advantage of the Titans where they need to take advantage of them. That secondary is awful. And their pass rush has been improved this year, which has really helped the back end. But they also, if you look at the Titans games, they should have lost to indianapolis okay they should have lost to buffalo they should have lost to seattle and and those three those three games are very for me it's You're winning by luck. And come playoff time, you don't win games by luck in the playoffs. I really don't feel like that. I don't buy the Titans until the Titans win two playoff games and get to the Super Bowl. At that particular point, I'll buy this team. I still don't think Ryan Tannehill is a Super Bowl quarterback. I will stand by that until he has a Super Bowl Lombardi trophy in his hands. But without further ado, we kind of went on a little bit of a tangent there, which is fine because that's what we just like to do on the show. But I'm going to let go ahead and let Mr. Fox break down his games of the week.
0: Yep, so uh, we have a pretty full NFL slate. My uh, early window game that I like on Sunday, the 5-5 five five Indianapolis Colts are uh, going to battle the whole...
1: – Matthew Fox is dealing with uh, some drilling in his house right now. That sounds Sorry, funny. I forgot
0: the matchup too. It just dropped right. out of my head. It's the Buffalo Bills. So the Bills are 6-3, and three, but they have obviously Indianapolis – or. Uh, New England breathing down their neck. The Colts worked really hard to get back to five and five to get into that playoff race. So I think that is going to be a pretty exceptional matchup. The Sunday late game window one that I love might be the game of the week. Seven and two Dallas Cowboys who bounced back in a huge way, got Dak and CD lamb going good going against the chiefs who finally look like the chiefs. Patrick Mahomes looked like what we expected from Patrick Mahomes last week. They're six and four. Both these teams have a chance to kind of move up in the conference standings and do some big things. I think that's going to be a big matchup. Sunday night game, if Big Ben is still out for Pittsburgh, I think becomes a little less interesting. Minka Fitzpatrick is definitely going to miss, which is going to hurt Pittsburgh's defense. They are 5-3-1, and one, and they are battling the Los Angeles Chargers, who are 5-4. and four. I'm hoping for a little Justin Herbert magic. He hasn't been rock solid for fantasy lately, and that's been a little bit of a bummer. And then the Monday night game, the New York Giants seems to be every team's get-well game lately. Not everyone manages to get well against them. Hopefully Tom Brady and the Buccaneers can do so. I do think they're going to win. Saquon Barkley is back. I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, I wouldn't start him. He'll be lucky to be in RB2. Why? If he is healthy, they held him out to protect him. I think if he's back, he can still be an RB one. I know Tampa Bay is good against the run, but Saquon can catch passes. They find creative ways to get him involved. I, you know, if you have him and he's finally healthy, you're playing him. I don't know why you're putting him on the bench. You drafted him for a reason.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the things that's really frustrating over the last couple of weeks is the watching the watching. The, the play calling for the Chargers. Like it, it kind of really just went all over the place. I mean, we went from a guy that was was looking almost like an MVP candidate and then out of left field, they've, they've kind of really alienated him in a way that doesn't make any sense. Like, And they kind of, I don't know, I can't explain it because they've looked rough the last couple of weeks and they've kind of got him off of his rhythm of what he was doing. And that to me is very frustrating because this team is better than their record. You know what I mean? They should have beat Dallas. They beat Dallas. I'm sorry. I still didn't get those points that Justin Herbert got, the seven touchdowns that I think he threw in that game that got called back. But this team is a lot better than their record. I think they're one of the more dangerous lower seeds that none of these guys, none of these division winners are going to want to see in the first round. I think they're that dangerous of a team. But the thing about it is, is their play callings holding them back. And that's, it feels like something that all we always talk about with the chargers is their play calling something's weird going on. And I know it's a new head coach. I love their head coach, but they need to get it together with him. And I feel like they need to establish to run a little bit more with Eckler. Eckler's a very good back. And I know he's a multi-purpose back, but use him as that. I feel like they need to establish to run a little bit more. I do think that there's a couple games that really have my eye real quick that I'm kind of intrigued by. I'm really intrigued by that. Like, I think I'm really intrigued by the, uh, the late window game of the Bengals and Raiders I feel like those are two teams that are really – Whoever loses that is in deep trouble because both of them have
0: lost two straight. Both of them were once uh, on the top of their division. Now they're 5-4. and You drop to 5-5, and it's more of a grim logjam. So you're right, that is a
1: pressure-packed one, and I have no idea what to expect, honestly. And the other thing – the other game that's really intriguing to me this weekend is Green Bay. If Green Bay can beat Minnesota – they're going to be almost four the divisions over. Up. Exactly, they're going to be four games up on that division, and that, I mean, unless there's a collapse of collapse of all epic collapses, like Green Bay can really kind of be in that driver's seat to get the, the to get at least the home field advantage on that first playoff game, which is important. And I, I think the same thing can be said about Dallas. A Dallas victory this weekend and and a Philadelphia loss this weekend, you're looking at a team that is officially like three and a half, maybe four games ahead of them. So they can kind of it's not you don't want to get into cruise control, obviously, because you're playing for that first round by as well. But there's only one first round by right now. So it's really hard to kind of fight that battle to the top. But um, for me, for this week, bets, bets, bets. Let's see what I got. I am all over a couple different different uh, bets this week. Um, I am back on. Oh, am I gonna, OK, I am back on the Panthers again this week. Um, I, look, I'm going to ride it until it's they're only they're three point favorites. Um right now going against the um they're going against the Washington football team this week. The Washington football team, look, I understand they won this past week. It felt like something that was just meant to be because a Heineke lost that playoff game and maybe they could have won that playoff game, but they didn't win the playoff game scenario. And then Heineke comes in and just beats the Bucs and kind of does his thing. But I really think Cam Newton brings this team back. The 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 Panthers team that we talked about at the beginning of the year. Uh, of being a potential playoff team. I still think they have an opportunity to be a playoff team and they could be kind of dangerous. Newton did look good. And I think that the idea of Joe Brady with Cam Newton is very fascinating because I think that he can utilize him in a way where he can mm-hmm. take the, um, maybe some of the things that Cam can't do anymore and kind of take them out of that offense. You, you sprinkle in CMC. I think if they get Anderson involved, it makes Anderson more of a threat more it gets more more one-on-one care one-on-one coverage and it kind of please it, let oh. Robbie Anderson get some targets <laughs> he looked good last week he looked good last week he finally you know he had double digit fantasy points for the first time and since I think week uh one or two. please let DJ Moore also get some targets it's just so sad <laughs> but I think that this team can really uh benefit from Joe Joe Birdie's a, I think is a phenomenal head coach but they realized Darnold wasn't the guy, right? You know what I mean. And I think they can put some play packages in, and he gives them that dual threat. Newton does he gives them that dual threat that opens the field up for CMC. It, you know, you have the, the 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 you know what what is it called the, the RPO that they can run where you actually have two guys that are actual threats to get the, to advance the ball down the football field in Newton and CMC. So I really like what they're doing there. Um, another thing to kind of tack onto that um, th- everything suggests to bet Washington. Panthers have failed to cover their last three games at home. They've lost four of their last five games against teams with losing records. I don't care. Cam is back, period. That's how I feel about this story. All right. So another thing that has burnt me over the last couple of weeks is picking a team, a struggling team, to go over a touchdown total. Last week, the Panthers made me look good. This week, I'm back on the Texans over for one and a half touchdowns. Okay. I I know I'm willing to be hurt again. Okay, guys, I am. I still think, look, the Texans are all, they're 10 point underdogs on the road in Tennessee. And I'm telling you what, it would not surprise me if the Titan Texans win this football game. Okay. It's not my hatred for the Titans. I don't have a hatred for the it's Titans. It's a little
0: bit your hatred of the
1: Titans. I mean, come on. The Texans have looked like garbage. I understand that, but the letdown game for the Titans always happens. It's gonna have. They lost to the Jets. Let's not forget that. Okay. All right. I'm gonna get off that team because it annoys me. But this is the game that I was talking about earlier. Fox is laughing at me. For those of you not watching the live stream, but right now there's a team. Okay. So the Colts play the Bills this week, which I think is gonna be a very good game. Now, again, I mentioned this earlier. The line is plus seven. The line is plus seven right now for the you know uh, for the Colts. Okay. Plus seven. And that's a good number because it's like, I think, at 110. I like the Colts at plus nine this week. I'm buying two points. You're at minus 135, right? So you're still getting 66. I think it's like 66 cents per dollar when you bet, okay? So it's still favorable odds that you can really get a little bit juice and you get a little bit more benefactor. So if it's even if it's a touchdown game, you're not pushing, you're saving yourself. And I think this Colts team – is a type of team that can go into Buffalo and truly, truly beat Buffalo. I think they can. I really, and I say that because one reason, if Frank Wright gets his head out of his ass and runs the football, they will and keeps Joss Allen off the football field. They can win football games. i mean, They can. It's a, It's weird to think about that, Frank Wright. But when you give the ball to Jonathan Taylor, he he gets the ball down the field and scores touchdowns. You don't always have to ma- – Carson Wentz is playing out of yeah. his – Are you suggesting that a team use its best player? I. It's it's a crazy idea. I don't know about that strategy. I'm sorry. It's a crazy idea. I apologize. It's a crazy idea. I know I'm presenting crazy ideas on the podcast, but you know what? Sometimes you got to – All of get- my redraft fantasy teams would like him to use Jonathan Taylor a little more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's three bets that I like. And for the fourth one that I like this week, um, also keep an eye out on the Twitter – um, for Chris Clarkson and I's weekly bets. Uh, I might sprinkle in a few more bets there this week. So I always, and I always try to make some of those different from the ones that I give on the show, because I like to give you people that listen to the show, some exclusive access to some of these shows. Also check me out on TikTok. I do some TikTok bets as well. I sprinkle a little bit everywhere just so that everybody gets a little appetizing taste of what I prevent, uh, bring to the table. But with that being said, my last bet of the week, Eagle saints over 43 points everything kind of suggests that this potentially could be a low scoring affair, but to be honest with you, I think the saints are going to, I think the saints win this football game. I really do. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't care how you make, how, how you paint Jalen hurts his numbers to make him look like a good quarterback. He's still not a good quarterback. Okay. He's a very good fantasy quarterback and I understand he's a QB one, but that's fantasy. Yes. you got to be able to differentiate the both sides of the football. But with that being said, I am slightly concerned without Camara, but Last week, the Saints were able to put up 21 points without Kamara on the football field. Kamara did not practice yesterday. Keep an eye on that because if he doesn't, I still like this. I still like the 43. I still do with Kamara, without Kamara. If you get it now at 43, if Kamara does play, I like that 43 even more. But I'm still going to go with it either way. So with that being said, folks, we're going to transition to our start sit. Fox is going to give you all of his starts for the week. His is going to be in the world of fantasy football. Mine's going to be fantasy football, but lean heavy on the world of DFS. So, Fox, go ahead and kick us off with your starts this week in the world of the NFL. I picked the Eagles um,
0: just – just for a fair counterbalance, I actually am starting to think Jalen Hurts might be a decent quarterback. I did just check, uh, no updates on Kamara, so you will have to watch. I'm hoping he plays. He's another one I could really use in fantasy. My starts this week I, like Ricky, believe in the Panthers. Cam Newton is my start of the week at quarterback. I think he finishes top 12. The dude scored two touchdowns on his first two plays last week. Let's just say I'm all bought in. It's his home debut back in Carolina. There's going to be some good energy there. And Washington does not have – what you might call a defense. He's also facing his old coach and his old offensive coordinator. I think it's going to be a fun game. My running back star, A.J. Dillon. We are not going to see Aaron Jones this week. A.J. Dillon was running back three last week, even though he pretty much only got featured in the fourth quarter. He was the only one to score touchdowns. He caught a couple of passes for 62 yards. I like what he's doing. My wide receiver and tight end star both come from the same team, the red hot San Francisco 49ers. They are traveling in to play the Jacksonville Jaguars this week the jaguars don't scare me despite what they did to buffalo i am all on debo samuel who scored as a running back vulturing elijah mitchell last week and as a wide receiver and george kittle at tight end the dude has been tight end two only person to score more points than him since he returned from injury is travis kittle or is travis kelsey so george kittle is looking like the kittle of old those are my starts for this week
1: yeah, I like those a whole lot. I am on Tyrod versus the Titans. Uh, he's only 5K um, on, on, on DraftKings. And, yes, I understand that it's against the Titans. Y'all think I have this thing against the Titans. I do not. I just think that secondary is not very good. And I think Tyrod first came back. Are there, I he, I know he struggled the last couple of weeks. I know he has. But I just like that matchup. You can pay up elsewhere otherwise. Mark Ingram versus the Eagles. Um, he put up 20 points last week without Kamara. I like him a lot without Kamara. I like him just a little bit less without with with Kamara. I still think that he can play a factor this week, even with Kamara in the game. But he's a smash start without um, Robbie Anderson versus Washington, forty six hundred this week. Washington isn't good. Anderson is looking at, looking at uh, at a resurgence after the biggest game of his uh, of the season. I like him a whole lot. And then, of course, also in that game on the opposite end of the football field, I like uh, Adam Troutman versus the Eagles, thirty three hundred dollars. He's got nineteen targets in the last three games with Simeon behind center, which I'm very excited about. And I think the Eagles, and I know the Eagles are one of the worst teams in football against the tight end. So I really love that matchup, especially for $3,300. You're getting a, a tight end. That's gonna see potentially four or five targets for basically the minimum salary sits this week in the world of fantasy football. For me, I've only got three. I didn't really look at the tight ends. The tight ends is a disastrous position. I think you should just start everybody. I don't really care if he, even if he don't even know his name, just start him just because tight end's so bad. But um, I just, you know, you can't sit, I don't, any of like the top 15, like you can't like, it's like a like a had seven targets last week and zero points. Like I, when is like, how is that possible with one? And he's still, uh, I think tight end three on the season. Like, that's weird to me. Like It's it's crazy. Like Tight end has and always will be – Like I don't know. I'm starting to think that maybe we should just get rid of the tight end position in fantasy. By the time the year 2030 is around, we'll only have quarterbacks and wide receivers in fantasy. I think that's going to be a thing. But with that being said, um, Russell Wilson against Arizona, don't like the matchup. Until I see him 100%, um, I know Arizona has struggled the last couple of weeks. I I need to see more, especially for his price. Deontay Freeman, uh, Foreman – For the Tennessee Titans, I don't really care. I understand he had a good game last week, which makes zero sense why he got as many carries as he did. He was on the street three weeks ago, and now he's the leading rusher for the Titans. I don't even know what's going on. I don't like it. I don't like the shared touches. He could go back down this week and be like a Kenneth Gainwell and just see one touch, and that wouldn't surprise me. You know what I mean? McNichols might not play. He might be a decent matchup, but I don't like him for the price. And then, of course, Michael Pittman versus the Bills. I did talk about how much I did like the Colts. But I think they rely heavily on the running game. And Buffalo is really good against the wide receivers this year. I think if anybody else is going to thrive, it might be somebody else. Maybe those tight ends thrive this week. Or maybe uh, it was a Pascal or even Hilton play. I think maybe those guys thrive a little bit more than Pittman does. The price is high, and it's a tough matchup. I don't like it at all. What about you, Fox? Yeah, so my sits this
0: week at quarterback, I'm sitting Tyrod Taylor. Uh, We were all waiting for him to come back, thought he was going to get off to a good start. He looked dreadful the last time he played through three interceptions. I don't think the Texans have much going for them on offense. I know Ricky is more bullish, but I am not. My running back sit is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. It looks like he's probably going to get activated off IR, but I doubt he comes back and is a solo workhorse. Darrell Williams looked really good last week as a pass catcher and as a runner. He was splitting carries with CEH before. I don't think either of them end up getting into the top 24 running back because i think they're going to platoon with him coming back mike williams is my wide receiver sit i love the talent he was wide receiver four the first four weeks he's been wide receiver 31 in the week since then there's something that's just not clicking there i don't think he's a reliable uh top 24 start and then my tight end sit this week is dalton schultz another guy i love the talent he was doing some good things early this season I'm not afraid of Blake Jarwin, but the Cowboys have too many options. Gallup is back. They're using Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Coopers. You cannot trust the volume. If he gets a touchdown, he makes your day. If he doesn't, you could end up with four for 42. And there, unfortunately, the way tight end is actually looking this year, there are better options than that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't It just it's an ugly, ugly, ugly position this year. And I'm not. I am not enamored at all by what I've seen at this at the tight end position. Not very happy. I think it's ugly. It's going to continue to be ugly unless you have Kelsey. And and there's and there's at times where even Kelsey has not you know produced exactly what you would expect out of Kelsey. And he's still the tight end one. I think this is going to be like his sixth consecutive year as tight end one. So. Which again, I mean, it's a testament to how good he really is. But at the end of the day, it's just like he—it's—it's it's him or bust. You know what I mean? And is I need Logan Thomas back. Also, Mike Williams, please score me some points this week. I really need the points. Okay, I need you and Herbert to get your life together. All right. I mean, it's been a
0: bummer because he looked like he was tracking to be Michael Thomas 2019. Now he looks like Michael Thomas 2020.
1: Exactly. So, all right, folks. With that being said, we appreciate you guys listening to the show. Um, Also, I just want to throw it out here that I was really mad last week because all those bets looked really good, except for the Tannehill over one and a half touchdowns. I mean, that really made me mad. Like that should have happened last week. I was just looking at the show. See, but there is so many different movies coming out this weekend. So many different movies, so many different ways to watch them. Belfast is still lingering on theaters. King Richard is on HBO Max, also in theaters. Tick Tick Boom drops on Netflix. And then, of course, the big release of the week, we have Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I have not seen yet. Um, But... With that being said, if you have the opportunity to go see Belfast in theaters, please do it. It is a phenomenal film. King Richards uh, also a very good film. I saw it last week at AFI. I know Matthew Fox saw it as well. Not as enamored as I was, but still thought it was enjoyable, and I'll we'll talk about it in just a minute. And Tick, Tick, Boom is a movie that's on Netflix that I say go watch King Richard instead. But what are your thoughts there, Mr. Fox?
0: Yeah, I saw Belfast last week and I really loved it. It's uh, up in my, uh, I think I have it as number three right right now for me, um, just behind Mass and I still have Coda. I know wow. I liked it a little more than you, but yeah. uh, I love the performances. Um, I love the, the sweet story, the really tight um, cinematography that Kenneth Branagh used, a lot of tight facial expressions. Jude Hill does really good. I was really blown away that there's kind of a closing sequence where you're really tight on Judy Gench that I thought was beautiful. Um, the music sequence was really fun. Uh, it was oh, fun to see Jamie Gunn performing um, at their at their kickoff. But I, I just I thought it was a really beautiful and emotional story.
1: Another film out limited theaters this weekend is Come On, Come On. Um, another film that I can't recommend enough between that and Belfast. I, I bounce between, I think I like Come On, Come On just a little bit more, but that Jamie Dorn scene is one of my favorite scenes of the entire year. I just thought it was so good. Like, it's just my and the crazy thing about it is there's just like little things that I loved about the filmmaking with Brana there in that sequence, and I'm pretty sure it was a lot of his direction. But one of the things that I loved the most about it was Jamie Dorn literally stares at Belf the entire time he's singing that song, he never once took his eyes off of her and it made it just, you know, it was one of those things where it was like a reminder of these characters that they're building up. It was a reminder to, so yes, I really do love you and I do appreciate you and I appreciate what you do and everything. Like it was just a very soft and warm uh, moment that I just, it's literally one of my favorite scenes of the year. And it'll probably go down as one of my favorite scenes of the year when it's all said and done. Um, next week, Fox and I are going to be live next Wednesday. We're going to do a show before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, obviously, has got the big three game slate. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're also going to be hosting a show next week. We don't know what it's going to be about yet, but we're going to do a Music City Drive In episode next week. With that being said, make sure to head over to the Music City Drive In. It's going to be about Gucci. Okay. Well, it, yeah. I'm I making to a movie that I have seen. And I, the thing about it is with Gucci, and this is just a short little thing for it. It's far too long, far too long, Look, but-
0: Ridley Scott fired his editor two decades ago. If you hadn't realized that
1: yet. Yes, but Jared Leto gives one of my favorite supporting performances of the year. I don't care what anybody says. I'm back on the Jared Leto bandwagon. But um, also I feel so- like
0: that picture is going to have to make a couple more appearances.
1: Oh definitely it will. Oh I'm it's I'm going to have to change that picture now. Like it's going to be the it's going to be the new it's going to be the House of Gucci picture moving forward now with with the with the race being what it is now. I am fully sub- submitting to the fact that he's going to be nominated for an Academy Award. I saw a few other films this week that I am not allowed to speak about yet, but I can tell you which ones that I did see. I did see The Tragedy of Macbeth. I saw The Tender Bar and I saw there was another film. What was it? The other I, didn't,
0: I didn't know those were embargoed because uh, the people that saw them with you have been posting their scores and their reviews.
1: Uh, so the tender bar, y- you're allowed to – so wait, which one? It, hold on. What else did I see this week? There's another one. You saw Sing 2. You saw – Yeah, I could, I could talk about that one. charge S- to McBeth, you could do one song. Oh, damn. What's the other – I saw one other one. What is the movie that I saw? Oh, well, you
0: saw Jessica Chastain in person. Oh my god! I'm disappointed that. that you only let Jacob get a picture with her.
1: Okay, so this is the thing. I asked her a question at the Q and A, and her and I had a moment. We had a moment together before this. Qu- so there was a you saw American
0: Underdog. That's probably the one you can't. Remember. No,
1: that's not it either. I can't think of. Her. I'm trying to think of her. I don't remember what movie did I see. I saw two movies Tuesday. Oh, being the Ricardos! Oh, I try to, I try to purposely forget about that movie. That's why I can't think about it. I can't talk about it either. I can't talk about that one until closer to um, the embargo for. So I can't even socially talk about it. Like they won't even allow me to socially talk about it. Um, what was I talking about before that? Before I don't even remember. I was getting mad about something. I was mad about something. I'm mad. Jessica old. Chastain, you had a oh, moment. Okay, so. She appeared, and it was funny because when she got there, she came down. This sound from the theater was making this weird speaker sound, and I have a clip of it. It's pretty funny, but she's like – she, so they ask her questions, making this sound, and it's really loud. Like she's talking, and you this can – the theater really close to my house? <laughs> but so she, she starts – she's like, am I the only one that hears that? I'm like, no. Like we had a moment. Like we made eye contact. We had a moment. Okay, I'm just going to let everybody know. Jessica Chastain and I—we had a moment. But with that being said, um, they had asked the PR people. I'm not going to go into detail, but I got to ask her a question. I posted the question uh, that she did answer on my Instagram, which is really cool. She was she was the nicest person in the world. She's just a sweetheart. Um, ta- her talking about that film kind of made me realize. Like, winner. I really hope so. Ah, uh, well, no, I don't. I'm not even going to have that conversation with you. But I wouldn't be surprised there's only if, one choice. But I really feel like I, I think one other person's going to win or has a strong chance at winning, and they're not going to deserve this that win, and that's going to be Nicole Kidman. She's a, she's a lock for, for, for the nomination, 1,000% a lock for that nomination. Just go ahead and shoot in. But uh, with that being said, I can't really say anything else about any of those other films that I saw this week. I, did, I can talk about Sing 2, which I thought was amazing. I love Sing 1. I'm not an animated guy, and I really love Sing 2 um oh, bono it was a great addition to the cast i thought he was great um, i actually
0: don't care for you too that almost made me less excited
1: well the thing about it was is like it the never- most
0: overhyped band in the history of time
1: yeah i mean that's back whenever they threw it on our iphones for no reason i remember that they put that album on the iphone my
0: my literally one of my favorite oscar moments is when they had the tight shot on bono's face
1: when they announced that eminem won the oscar Oh, my God. What a great Oscar win that was. With that being said, I am out of here. I'm going to go do some work, watch a movie. Oh, I know what I'm about to do. I am going to – I am going to – Watch Hawkeye, which I will review probably for the website at some point this so week. Make sure to check out the other shows on Drive-In Podcast Network, Uncut Podcast, the wrestling show. They had a, uh, a great TikTok influencer that is really awesome. He's a school teacher that comes in and like does all the entrances to um, all of the wrestlers at his school, which is really, really cool. That was a great show. I listened to it uh, yesterday. Um, we got the Now Showing Podcast. We have the 50 Years of Music Podcast. We have the Music City Drive-In Podcast. Podcast, podcast, basket, podcast, podcast, papa, podcast, podcast, podcast. On that note, I don't know what the hell's going on. I've lost my sense of whatever. So it is what it is. Go,
0: go Cowboys. Sick of being upsold at
1: gyms? <laughs>